a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. is a pre-recorded program presented by KSL News Radio and Intermountain Healthcare. Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. We discuss the important community issues of stronger mental health, emotional wellness, and the growing problem of addiction. Here's our host, Maria Chaleos, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. Today we are talking about self-care for ourselves and others during this difficult time. And with me today, Dr. Travis Mickelson, who is the Associate Medical Director for Mental Health Integration at Intermountain Healthcare, and Dr. Ann Pendo, Senior Medical Director for Experience of Caring, also at Intermountain Healthcare. And thanks to both of you for being here today. You're welcome. And let's first of all just talk about the importance of self-care at a time like this. It's important all the time. But why is self-care even more important right now? So I'm going to start with a step back and reflect that we are not great at taking care of ourselves or putting ourselves first. We're very comfortable taking care of others. We're looking at what others might need and meeting those needs. And we put ourselves often at the end of the list, or we don't even show up on the list. And during this time of um, social distancing, physical distancing, illness, fear, stress, anxiety, for me, committing to and recognizing the importance of self-care as the way to start rethinking about how we take care of ourselves and others has been an opportunity to pay more attention to what's around me and what we need to do to take care of each other by taking care of ourselves first. What would you add, Travis? The way I think about well-being is like a scale. And on one side of that scale, we have all the stressors of life. Uh, and add on top of that, all the stressors of this pandemic. On the other end of the scale, we have all the strengths, all the coping strategies, the resilience that we that we bring to our to our lives, and so our well-being is really trying to strike that that uh, level where we are recognizing and noticing what those stressors are, but also making sure that we're doing specific things to cope and increase our resilience so that we're better able to manage these stressors over time. Dr. Pendo, let's go back to recognizing. One thing I'm hearing from my coworkers is that they are mentally exhausted. Talk about what things we should watch for. Obviously, that's got to be a sign that, that we need a little bit of extra breathing time. So that's actually a great question, and I'm going to answer it in two ways. The first is in the uh, era of social distancing. So I might not be able to 
see your face or recognize physical changes or things that would give me a clue that you were struggling. So it's really being mindful and present and paying attention to um, changes to those around you. So the person who checks in with you every day stops doing that. Or the person who often shares good stories and happy moments has shifted to talking about more fears or worries. And, you know, some of that could just be contributed to being um, in the pandemic. But I would kind of challenge us to think about that that's a change. And so that's something to pay attention to. Or the person who calls you but doesn't has um, stopped doing that. Or the, I'm thinking of one of our, my children who doesn't text me back on a regular basis. Is that just their new normal? Or are they telling me that there's a worry, that, that they're worried? And um, now that we're out a little bit more, it's paying attention to those physical signs, the person who looks away instead of smiles at you, or they aren't as, um, we're all I know wearing more exercise clothes these days, but the person who um, has changed their appearance dramatically, that might be a clue. So it's really paying attention and kind of committing to pay attention to those around us. You know, I think you're right. Mental exhaustion is something that I bet we're all facing at one time or another over this last month. One of the the issues I think this pandemic has brought up for us is this sense of fear and uncertainty. And the way our brains are wired, when we're fearful and uncertain, uh, that triggers our fight or flight response. And, and can you imagine how exhausting it would be if our brains were constantly in that fight or flight response. And so one of the things that we could do to actively uh, reduce that or turn that response off would be, like Ann mentioned, is opportunities to be more mindful, be more present in the moment, uh, have opportunities of really being grateful and showing gratitude for things that are, that are going well challenging our fears with actual information and reminding ourselves of what we're doing well and what we're doing to stay safe. I think those things could actually help reduce that fight or flight response. The other interesting thing about how our brains are wired is during a time of that fight or flight response, our brain also reduces a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is that hormone in our brain that makes us feel socially connected. It's that, it's that hormone that gets released when we see that cute little fat baby in the mom's arms. And so if, if we can reduce that fight or flight response, one of the things that's also going to be happening just within our brain is we're going to get back to those, those hormones that really help to make us feel settled and secure and socially connected. I'm not ex sure exactly how to express this, Anne, but is there kind of a buildup of things? Like we are in a pandemic, we had an earthquake, we're dealing with all these things that are not normal. Is there kind of a buildup that impacts us and, and shows that we really do need the self-care? So as I lived through the earthquake in the middle of um, COVID-19, my initial thought was what next? You know, what's going to happen next? And I found myself starting to imagine that the next thing was going to be even worse. And 
So it was going to be even worse. It may never end. And then I started, noted that I would then generalize to all other parts of my life. And it required me to say, okay, let's take a pause. Let's rethink. What do I really have control over? What can I influence? And what don't I have control over? And I used to think of that as a kind of all even circles, but now that what I don't have control over has gotten bigger. And I think the antidote to that is the self-care piece because focusing on the things that I have control over gave me that sense of peace that Travis mentioned in spite of a lot of uncertainty. And I know Travis talks a lot about this, so I'm gonna turn it over to you where we start to generalize and what are the things, we've had these conversations before that um, have been really useful in helping me think about the uncertainty in a way that seems manageable. You know, I think that uh, self-care, that concept of self-care, one of the things that happens uh, when we're feeling stress, when our brains are feeling stress, is we start to uh, make inaccurate assessments of the world and of our own capabilities. And I think it's really important in times like this for all of us to take a step back and say, uh, we, we've been through difficult times before. We know how to manage stress. And so, Maria, the best coping strategy for you is the one that you know works well for you. And that might be different than the coping strategy that works best for Anne or works best for, for me. And so we, we need to be able to remind ourselves that we actually do have the capacity and the ability to cope and, and manage. The other thing that I've noticed uh, in, this, in this pandemic as I've been really striving to focus more on self-care is I've noticed my mind sometimes going to that place where I have to do things perfectly or I have to do things just the right way and I might make these lofty uh, where I have to exercise every day for a whole month. And, it's, and I think it's important to really keep things more simple and just focus on one little thing at a time because if we make our plans and aspirations too lofty and too detailed and complicated, uh, it's more likely that we're gonna be, that, that we're gonna fail at accomplishing that. Okay, we need to take a break. When we come back, I wanna go into more of what is self-care exactly? I mean, I get up in the morning, I take a shower, is that self-care? So a better description when we come back on Healthy Mind Matters. <laughs> 